welcome everyone. Welcome to the Complexities of Conglomerates podcast series. I'm Jackie Scanlandias and I lead our corporate transactions practice in Japan and I co-lead our manufacturing and industrials sector group globally. And I'm Ben Hickson and I lead our UK M&A practice based in London. Thanks Ben. Uh, together, Ben and I are the conglomerate's sub-sector leads uh, here at Hogan Levels. And today we're going to talk to Mark Brennan, head of our global technology and telecommunications industry sector group and lead innovation partner. In this episode, we will discuss with Mark digitalization and what manufacturers should consider when navigating the myriad of jurisdictions and issues that arise in an increasingly digital and complex world. So let's get started. Mark, welcome and thank you for joining us on such a important topic. Um, let's let's start with a general question, shall we? What should our manufacturing and industrials clients be focused on right now when it comes to digitalization? Well, Jackie, Ben, thank you both for having me and, and kudos to, to you for kicking off this successful series. So, you know, I, for the for these organizations, it it really is about the data uh, and uh, importantly, understanding and, and taking affirmative steps to make sure you understand the, the data that you're collecting, what you have, what the potential opportunities are with the data and really thinking through a data strategy um, because it will drive a number of the compliance obligations and, and uh, ultimately um, some of the business and operational uh, impacts. Um, you know, we see a growing number of data protection frameworks popping up across the world. Uh, a number of them are focused on personal data, but there increasingly are efforts to regulate other kinds of data, sometimes from a, a privacy perspective, other times from an IP or confidentiality perspective. Uh, and then finally, uh, increasingly, from a cybersecurity perspective. Uh, we've seen instance, uh, instances in the last few years where there have been uh, data breaches in a variety of jurisdictions. And traditionally, you tend to think of those as, as focused around the, the personal data, or data about an individual or a device. And, and increasingly, we're seeing impacts from um, breaches of other kinds of data. Um, another another piece that would be good to, to to think through now is the IP portfolio as you make the transition um, uh, to digital. The 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 considerations that we're seeing pop up more and more frequently with clients on the IP front here um, uh, sometimes look at the, the cross border issues and where certain IP. Uh, should be housed, which company, which affiliate, uh, and which jurisdiction. And then from that, how to understand and, and, and make decisions regarding the, the relevant IP licensing and ways for different affiliates and partners to be able to make use of the IP that you have. And then finally, um, one, other, one other key issue is migrating to the cloud. Uh, and this can be a, a a time and labor intensive issue for a number of organizations because you you need to be thinking through the assets that you're moving to the cloud 
uh, and the underlying commercial relationships, the contractual agreements, any licenses that you may need to be able to support adequate access to the information that you move to the cloud, thinking through cross-border issues. Uh, in a number of jurisdictions, we've, we've seen efforts to impose data localization laws where the, the data or, or copies of the data have to be stored in the jurisdiction rather than stored outside. Uh, and then finally, um, the cloud also presents increasingly and, and, and coming out of Europe in particular, issues regarding um, stored copies uh, of IP that are in the cloud. So those are just a few. I mean, I think there are a number of other issues that are popping up and we see it sort of on the horizon and we can touch on them later, things like uh, AI and other technologies and how those are impacting companies. But, but those are some of the things we're seeing most frequently now. Thanks, thanks, Mark. And that, that, that is certainly true for the developments that we are seeing in Asia in that space as well. Ben, I'll pass back to you. Th thanks, Jackie. Mark, that's, that's really interesting. What, what kinds of data are companies in the sector collecting that could create issues down the road, do you think? Yeah, well, it's really interesting for this sector because you, you tend to hear a lot about uh, personal data and the privacy protections or the, the, the need to secure personal data, that data about an individual uh, or a device or the data that can be linked to the individuals or devices. Now, um, in, in this space, there's actually a significant amount of highly sensitive business information. We think of this more like confidential information, trade secrets, business processing, uh, and other IP, the type of information that if it got out publicly, the company would, would face significant uh, business risk and, and competitive harm, um, separate from what you think of as the, the harms that uh, are, are more closely aligned with, with that personal data. Uh, and so what we've seen is an effort to find additional ways to ensure that that data is protected, particularly as you move more of the data and your operations to the cloud. So thinking through the, the, the cyber protections, thinking through uh, what data you you actually keep and in what form, where you keep it. These are all considerations that we work, we work through with clients. And, and there is also the personal data uh, in, in play for these companies that tends to come up more frequently uh, in the employee and HR contact or, or, or information you would have about your business contacts, for example. Uh, and there are special considerations out there in a variety of jurisdictions for employee data, HR data, um, and increasingly uh, additional requirements that apply even to that, that business to business uh, data, the, the business card information. So you know, be thinking about uh, holistically as you're sorting through a data strategy and a digitalization path, how best to sync up this, these types of data alongside your efforts to, to move the business uh, more digital. That's also interesting. Um, a lot to think about there, Mark. Jackie, over to you. So, Mark, um, you've, talk, you've talked about the different types of data, but when, when migrating operations to the cloud, what are, what are the particular data protection regulations that manufacturing and industrials need to think about to ensure that they're their data collection is compliant? Jackie, that's a great question and thank you for raising it uh, because I think there sometimes can be a little bit of confusion 
uh, with respect to the, the rate of change in the data protection and cybersecurity space. So companies that, that may have put significant resources on these issue, uh, issues in the last few years may think that they've effectively checked the box. And it actually is turning out to be an ongoing exercise that requires um, repeat uh, efforts to stay compliant with the evolving frameworks that we're seeing pop up across the world. So for example, many are familiar with the GDPR out of, out of the EU uh, and the last couple of years as the result of Brexit, uh, the UK has also adopted analogous requirements uh, to the GDPR. In the US, we've seen state level frameworks popping up more frequently with several more coming online at the beginning uh, of next year. Uh, and and uh, aside from the privacy frameworks, we're seeing other types of laws, regulation, and enforcement affecting data that may not be ostensibly called a, a privacy law. So for example, the EU Digital Services Act is set to have a significant impact on a variety of companies in the online space uh, and, and is not a privacy law, but does have this connection to it. We're seeing more, more of those types of frameworks. Um, so for the manufacturing companies, um, the, the important thing here is to not assume that what you did several years ago is sufficient today. Um, and, and importantly, we saw a draft data protection bill out of uh, India earlier this year that would have opened the door for additional uh, requirements and, and provisions for uh, data that's not necessarily personal data. And so it, it, and, and it was set to have a later rulemaking that, that bill, of course, is still being discussed, but you can imagine where new requirements that apply to any and all data that you have could be far reaching across the sector. Um, one other piece that we see pop up, you know, companies um, may, you know, have sensitive information related to their factories, their workers, uh, and, and the location of some of their operations. So do consider how geolocation or movement data um, it is important from a competitive standpoint to protect and guard against uh, disclosure to competitors and, and carrying through your policies, how to make sure that your employees know um, their role in helping to protect the, the company's assets. Um, and then, then finally, uh, I'd say on this point that we are increasingly seeing new uh, cybersecurity uh, proposals pop up and happy to talk more about those, but for a long time, the, the privacy side had really been the driver uh, on these issues and we're, we're starting to see some of that shift. So Mark, we're hearing more and more about cybersecurity concerns all over the world. Can you tell us a bit about why you think manufacturing sector companies need to have an appropriate focus on this? Yeah, Ben, really good question. This is, this is an important one. Um, so as, as I mentioned before, this is another area that what worked a few years ago uh, may no longer be sufficient. Um, we're seeing more incidents getting headlines and more incidents with headlines that aren't as closely tied to that concept of personal data. It's other types of data that are now driving headline issues that are having impact uh, on, on the broader ecosystem. So uh, one, one effect that, and one trend line that we've seen in the last year and a half or so has been uh, a, a, 
the the introduction of more and more prescriptive cybersecurity legislation and regulation. So for a long time, there had been a reliance on qualitative standards and best practices to secure data. But what we're seeing now in light of some of the incidents and other policy considerations is an effort to try and spell out the minimum expectations that, that need to apply to companies. And again, these are not being imposed solely on uh, personal data. It's more, it's more widely applicable and that's where it hits the manufacturing sector. So things that you might typically have thought of as, as company data or confidential information that's subject to um, trade secrets or non-disclosure agreements. Um, now there could uh, increasingly be in, in different jurisdictions, these, these regulatory overlays. So it's something to keep an eye on and to continue making sure that your processes reflect appropriate protections uh, for these types of data. Thanks, Mark. That's really helpful. Um, we are experiencing in, in APAC these days more sort of ransomware attacks and you know, helping clients deal with the issues that are coming out of that, right? In some countries, it's it's illegal to pay these professional criminals, I think you would describe them as now. Um, so I, I think your cybersecurity point is is, a, is a, a very important one as we move into this this new future. Speaking of the future, what, what advice would you give our manufacturing industrials clients or what, what steps can they take to ensure that their business is prepared for the future of cloud services and for automation? Well, there, there are several. I don't think there's a formula, and I think it's going to depend uh, in, on considerations like the, the specific business lines, the regions, the size of the company, um, interactions with affiliates uh, and, and, uh, and other considerations. So it is helpful to have um, those uh, conversations with counsel to, to understand, um, you know, the particular impact. I, you know, I, I think in terms of the topics that we've been discussing, it, it's, it's time for many organizations to be doing a fresh look at their cyber considerations um, and to, to reassess where the trend lines are. A lot of that uh, effort at the company can take several years to get, uh, you know, if, if you're looking at new technologies to help protect the data or you need to move uh, some of the servers to a different data center or, or, or arrange with a new cloud provider, that can take some time. Uh, and so you want to be strategic and intentional rather than feeling like you're constantly in a reactive scenario. So, you know, council can help uh, help triage some of those issues. Another piece is to take a fresh look at the IP portfolio, make sure that you are giving due consideration to the wide array of potential IP that you have at the company. Um, one of the one of the positive outcomes from a lot of digitalization efforts is the creation of new IP, uh, whether it be uh, sometimes you know patentable processes um, or other or other pieces, or um, uh, other identified trade secrets, uh, which of course becomes a flag then to put subject to additional data protection. So that's that's one other step. Uh, and then uh, finally, there's a, you know, I, th I think for the companies that are uh, interfacing with the HR data um, and, and employee information there, I, I, would, I would say take a fresh look there because we've seen 
a lot of new um, provisions targeting uh, sensitive data in different jurisdictions. And for the most part, that employee data is, is being viewed as sensitive in some, in, in, in some parts. So making sure that you've, you've got the protections there because you might not otherwise have to go through that full suite of, of personal data protections for the company. So just good to take a fresh look there. Uh, and then you know, one, one final piece, is doing some horizon spotting. You know, we are we are there working with clients every day, as you both know, um, and thinking through not just the issues facing the companies today, but but what's on the what's coming up tomorrow, and that's where we see a lot of uh, a lot of attention being placed on AI, uh, and the potential use of AI technologies. Again, this provides opportunities for for the manufacturing sector in terms of. Um, potential IP and trade secrets, business efficiencies, but also present some challenges because you will want to be thinking through the commercial arrangements, making sure that that things you may learn from the use of IP are are also things that you will have the right to make use of and and to monetize uh, for for the company. So just just a few things there, um, uh, but it is it is a rapidly changing field. There are any number of things we also could be touching on today for the for the the technology space, but you know, just a few things to to consider on the list. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Nice, practical, um, helpful tips for our clients when thinking about these issues. Yeah, indeed, and a lot to get our heads around as well, Mark. Thanks a lot. How can how can Hagen Levels help our clients with this? We are helping a number of companies in the manufacturing space today. Um, across these and other issues on digitalization, uh, technology deployment, acquisition, procurement, um, cross-border issues. And, you know, I, th I think it, it often starts with a conversation to help make sure we, we are fully, uh, that we fully understand um, the business strategy, um, the goals uh, for the company, and the direction that, that you're looking at. And then with, with that conversation, you know, we can help provide specific guidance on, um, you know, these issues. Our global team uh, cuts across practices. So we have people that can support you globally on IP matters, cloud arrangements, data protection, cybersecurity. Uh, and we also happen to have one of the one of the deepest AI practices out there. So for, for anybody that may be trying to help think through these issues, we're happy to have a conversation and, and help triage one piece at a time. Great. So there's a lot that we can we can do to help our clients navigate what's an increasingly complex area, Mark. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark, from me also. We appreciate your time. Um, we appreciate the clear, practical advice. Uh, we look forward to collaborating with you um, further in the future as as our manufacturing industrials clients have, have to face these issues um, going forward. Thank you.